Today is the 17th day of July. I am Denise and welcome to PsalmsCast. It is so good to be at the end of another week of July and of 2021. How has this past week gone for you? Being here daily, spending time reading, speaking, and dwelling on the five chapters of the Psalms helps to push through the tough spots. It is always a comfort to realize that the people that wrote these words down were others who were just trying to continue to hang on, to survive the hard spots of life, and not sin against God. Today, one of the Psalms lists some hard journeys and God's faithfulness and loving kindness to those who call out to Him for help in their difficulties. The Lord is for us. His plans and purposes for our life are good. Sometimes we can't see that He is creating beauty. We just see what appears to be chaos and defeat because we are focused on our own small slice of life instead of trusting God for His eternal plan. We are finishing this week by embracing and marinating for a spot of time in Psalm 17, Psalm 47, Psalm 77, Psalm 107, and Psalm 137. We're reading from the Living Bible today. At the very end of the podcast, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, we are still in the book of Proverbs, and since today is the 17th, we are in chapter 17 of Proverbs. But first, let's take a moment and ask the Lord to be the focus. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness to bring us to yet the end of another week. Thank you for drawing us here into your presence. Lord, we come humbly, meekly before you. We desire to know your mercy and to know your grace in the midst of where we are in our life. We open our hearts and we open our minds to you. And we want you to transform our life so that we can be the people that you desire us to be. So we ask that you would lead, that you would guide, and that you would illuminate as we journey in your word today. Psalm 17, I am pleading for your help, O Lord, for I have been honest and have done what is right, and you must listen to my earnest cry. Publicly acquit me, Lord, for you are always fair. You have tested me and seen that I am good. You have come even in the night and found nothing amiss, and know that I have told the truth. I have followed your commands and have not gone along with cruel and evil men. My feet have not slipped from your paths. Why am I praying like this? Because I know you will answer me, O God. Yes, listen as I pray. Show me your strong love in wonderful ways, O Savior of all those seeking your help against their foes. Protect me as you would the pupil of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings as you hover over me. My enemies encircle me with murder in their eyes. They are pitiless and arrogant. Listen to their boasting. They close in upon me and are ready to throw me to the ground. They are like lions eager to tear me apart. 
like young lions hiding and waiting their chance. Lord, arise and stand against them. Push them back. Come and save me from these men of the world whose only concern is earthly gain, these men whom you have filled with your treasures so that their children and grandchildren are rich and prosperous. But as for me, my contentment is not in wealth, but in seeing you and knowing all is well between us. And when I awake in heaven, I will be fully satisfied, for I will see you face to face. Psalm 47 Come, everyone, and clap for joy. Shout triumphant praises to the Lord. For the Lord, the God above all gods, is awesome beyond words. He is the great King of all the earth. He subdues the nations before us and will personally select His choicest blessings for His Jewish people, the very best for those He loves. God has ascended with a mighty shout, with trumpets blaring. Sing out your praises to our God, our King. Yes, sing your highest praises to our King, the King of all the earth. Sing thoughtful praises. He reigns above the nations, sitting on His holy throne. The Gentile rulers of the world have joined with us in praising Him, praising the God of Abraham, for the battle shields of all the armies of the world are His trophies. He is highly honored everywhere. Psalm 77 I cry to the Lord. I call and call to Him. Oh, that He would listen. I am in deep trouble, and I need His help so much. All day long I pray, lifting my hands to heaven, pleading. There can be no joy for me until He acts. I think of God and moan, overwhelmed with longing for His help. I cannot sleep until you act. I am too distressed even to pray. I keep thinking of the good old days of the past, long since ended. Then my nights are filled with joyous songs. I search my soul and meditate upon the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will he never again be favorable? Is his loving kindness gone forever? Has his promise failed? Has he forgotten to be kind to one so undeserving? Has he slammed the door in anger on his love? And I said, This is my fate, that the blessings of God have changed to hate. I recall the many miracles he did for me so long ago. Those wonderful deeds are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about them. O God, your ways are holy. Where are there any other as mighty as you? You are the God of miracles and wonders. You still demonstrate your awesome power. You have redeemed us, who are the sons of Jacob and of Joseph, by your might. When the Red Sea saw you, how it feared. It trembled to its depths. The clouds poured down their rain. The thunder rolled and crackled in the sky. Your lightning flashed. There was thunder in the whirlwind. The lightning lighted up the world. 
The earth trembled and shook. Your road led by the pathway through the seas, a pathway no one knew was there. You led your people along that road like a flock of sheep, with Moses and Aaron as their shepherds. Psalm 107 Say thank you to the Lord for being so good, for always being so loving and kind. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others He has saved you from your enemies. He brought the exiles back from the farthest corners of the earth. They were wandering homeless in the desert, hungry and thirsty and faint. Lord, help, they cried, and He did. He led them straight to safety and a place to live. Oh, that these men would praise the Lord for His loving kindness and for all of His wonderful deeds. For he satisfies the thirsty soul and fills the hungry soul with good. Who are these who sit in darkness, in the shadow of death, crushed by misery and slavery? They rebelled against the Lord, scorning him who is the God above all gods. That is why he broke them with hard labor. They fell, and none could help them rise again. Then they cried to the Lord in their troubles, and he rescued them. He led them from the darkness and shadow of death and snapped their chains. Oh, that these men would praise the Lord for his loving kindness and for all his wonderful deeds. For he broke down their prison gates of brass and cut apart their iron bars. Others, like fools, were ill because of their sinful ways. Their appetites were gone and death was near. Then they cried to the Lord in their troubles, and He helped them and delivered them. He spoke, and they were healed, snatched from the door of death. Oh, that these men would praise the Lord for His loving kindness and for all His wonderful deeds. Let them tell Him thank you as their sacrifice and sing about His glorious deeds. And then there were the sailors sailing the seven seas, Flying the trade routes of the world, they too observe the power of God in action. He calls to the storm winds, the waves rise high, their ships are tossed to the heavens and sink again to the depths. The sailors cringe in terror. They reel and stagger like drunkards and are at their wits' end. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and He saves them. He calms the storm and stills the waves. What a blessing, that stillness, as he brings them safely into harbor. Oh, that these men would praise the Lord for his loving kindness and for all his wonderful deeds. Let them praise him publicly before the congregation and before the leaders of the nation. He dries up rivers and turns the good land of the wicked into deserts of salt. Again, he turns deserts into fertile watered valleys. He brings the hungry to settle there and build their cities, to sow their fields and plant their vineyards and reap their bumper crops. How he blesses them. They raise big families there and many cattle. But others become poor through oppression, trouble, and sorrow. For God pours contempt upon the haughty and causes princes to wander among ruins. 
but he rescues the poor who are godly and gives them many children and much prosperity. Good men everywhere will see it and be glad, while evil men are stricken silent. Listen, if you are wise to what I am saying, think about the loving kindness of the Lord. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 137. Weeping, we sat beside the rivers of Babylon, thinking of Jerusalem. We have put away our lyres, hanging them upon the branches of the willow trees. For how can we sing? Yet our captors, our tormentors, demand that we sing for them the happy songs of Zion. If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill upon the harp. If I fail to love her more than my highest joy, let me never sing again. O Jehovah, do not forget what these Edomites did on that day when the armies of Babylon conquered Jerusalem. Raise her to the ground, they yelled. O Babylon, evil beast, you shall be destroyed. Blessed is the man who destroys you as you have destroyed us. Blessed is the man who takes your babies and smashes them against the rocks. I spent part of the day working on some thoughts about how at the end of each week, I really try and look back and to give an honest assessment of how I did going through the week. Did I allow myself to indulge in things that I know are not good for me or things that are actually sin and then I need to get right with God and I also need to look at my relationships. Have I offended anybody? And you know, honestly, when you're in pain, it's real easy to lose perspective and to allow our mouth and our emotions to switch into high gear and to make poor choices. And yes, it is absolutely essential to go back to the people that are collateral damages of emotional outbursts and ask their forgiveness to admit that what we did was not right and that they are not the cause of our pain and ask them to forgive us and to walk forward in newness of life. So those are the things I wanted to talk about. But then, yeah, yesterday the pain was really bad. Nothing made a difference. Nothing that I tried made a difference. So I went to bed. (laughs) That's, you know, sometimes the safest place to be. And just huddled and waited until sleep overtook me. So this morning, I am awake and I do feel some better. So hopefully the antibiotic is starting to take effect to eradicate whatever is just the underlying issue here. So Abba Father, we thank you for your word. We are most grateful each and every day for the gift of your word. We are grateful for this small community. It is a beautiful thing to know that we are not alone, that we are journeying through the Psalms with brothers and sisters from all over the world. We thank you for making this possible. We are grateful. 
We ask that your Holy Spirit would sow the words that are found in the scriptures deep into our hearts and into our lives. Help us to rightly apply this truth revealed to each one of us. Lord, we desire to reflect your glory to those around us and to truly be world changers for your glory. Come Holy Spirit, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, for those who desire to drive deeper into God's Word, hang in here for a few more minutes as we wrap up this part. We are in the book of Proverbs, and today we are journeying through Proverbs 17. If you desire to reach out, to share your thoughts, to request prayer, or to request a Bible, If you're in the United States, the number to call or text is 470-240-1509. For those outside the United States, I recommend you use WhatsApp. The number there is 1-470-240-1509. Psalmscast can also be found on Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe, and you can connect with us there. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, Proverbs chapter 17. So yes, this week we have been talking about who Solomon was, where he came from, who his father was, and that point in history. In yesterday's conversation, before the chapter, we talked about Solomon's dream. And in that dream, God asked him what he could give him. Just ask. And Solomon, knowing that he was young and that he was not ready to be in control and rule over all these people, these 12 tribes, he knew that he wasn't ready And he asked God for wisdom. So that's where we pick up the story. And we're still in 1 Kings chapter 3. So Solomon woke up. What a dream. He returned to Jerusalem, took his place before the chest of the covenant of God, and worshiped by sacrificing whole burnt offerings and peace offerings. Then he laid out a banquet for everyone in his service. The very next thing, two prostitutes showed up before the king. One woman said, My master, this woman and I live in the same house. While we were living together, I had a baby. Three days after I gave birth, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There wasn't anyone else in the house except for the two of us. The infant son of this woman died one night when she rolled over on him in her sleep. She got up in the middle of the night and took my son. I was sound asleep, mind you, and put him at her breast and put my dead son at my breast. When I got up in the morning to nurse my son, there was this dead baby. And when I looked at him in the morning light, I saw immediately that he wasn't my baby. Not so, said the other woman. The living one's mine, the dead one's yours. The first woman countered, No, your son's the dead one, mine's the living one. They went back and forth this way in front of the king. The king said, What are we to do? 
This woman says, The living son is mine, and the dead one is yours. And this woman says, No, the dead one's yours, and the living one is mine. After a moment, the king said, Bring me a sword. They brought the sword to the king. Then he said, Cut the living baby in two. Give half to one and half to the other. The real mother of the living baby was overcome with emotion for her son and said, Oh no, master, give the whole baby alive. Don't kill him. But the other one said, If I can't have him, you can't have him. Cut away. The king made his decision. Give the living baby to the first woman. Nobody is going to kill this baby. She is the real mother. The word got around. Everyone in Israel heard of the king's judgment. They were all in awe of the king, realizing that it was God's wisdom that enabled him to judge truly. There's a lot going on here, and we need to remember again that this young king, he's basically just in his perhaps early 20s, and we know today in 2021 that the human brain does not fully develop until it's about age 25. Yeah, for real. Um, so he is a young person. And he has these two women who are probably pretty hysterical over the situation, battling over a child. And he wants to do the right thing. And when the first time I read this, I was like, what? But then it made so much sense. Yes, it would be better that my baby live even if I can't have him, than to have him sawn in half, and nobody gets him. So as I read, again, we are in chapter 17 of the book of Proverbs, and this is a book of wisdom, and these are credited to King Solomon. So as I read, allow God's words of wisdom to wash over you and through you. Trust the Holy Spirit to Plant these truths deep inside your life, in your mind, and in your heart. So at that point in time, when you need to make an important decision, God will supernaturally bring these things to your mind. Remember, the purpose of this part of the podcast is for you to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth in your life. Proverbs chapter 17 A dry crust eaten in peace is better than steak every day along with argument and strife. A wise slave will rule his master's wicked sons and share their estate. Gold and silver are purified by fire, but God purifies hearts. The wicked enjoy fellowship with others who are wicked. Liars enjoy liars. Mocking the poor is mocking the God who made them. He will punish those who rejoice at others' misfortune. An old man's grandchildren are his crowning glory. A child's glory is his father. Truth from a rebel or lies from a king are both unexpected. A bribe works like magic. Whoever uses it will prosper. Love forgets mistakes. Nagging about them parts the best of friends. 
a rebuke to a man of common sense is more effective than a hundred lashes on the back of a rebel. The wicked live for rebellion. They shall be severely punished. It is safer to meet a bear robbed of her cubs than a fool caught in his folly. If you repay evil for good, a curse is upon your house. It is hard to stop a quarrel once it starts, so don't let it begin. The Lord despises those who say that bad is good and good is bad. It is senseless to pay tuition to educate a rebel who has no heart for truth. A true friend is always loyal, and a brother is born to help in time of need. It is poor judgment to countersign another one's note to become responsible for his debts. Sinners love to fight. Boasting is looking for trouble. An evil man is suspicious of everyone and tumbles into constant trouble. It is no fun to be a rebel's father. A cheerful heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit makes one sick. It is wrong to accept a bribe to twist justice. Wisdom is the main pursuit of sensible men, but a fool's goals are at the ends of the earth. A rebellious son is a grief to his father and a bitter blow to his mother. How short-sighted to fine the godly for being good and to punish nobles for being honest. A man of few words and settled mind is wise. Therefore, even a fool is thought to be wise when he is silent. It pays him to keep his mouth shut. There is so much wisdom in chapter 17. Wisdom about how to have good relationships with our spouses or people that we love. And just a couple of them that were just off the top of my head. It's hard to stop a quarrel once it starts, so don't let it begin. And then we have a dry crust eaten in peace is better than steak every day along with argument and strife. And then we also have love forgets mistakes. Nagging about them parts the best of friends. And the first time I read that one, I had to think twice about it because it says nagging about them. Okay, what are we nagging about? We're nagging about the mistakes. And I am very guilty of this. And when I get upset and angry, it's real easy to go back over past mistakes. But here God's saying that if you really love somebody, when they have made a mistake, they made a poor choice. Yeah, you are hurt, but you forgive them and then you let it go. And yes, I know exactly how hard it is. And I was just thinking about these three in relationships to a lot of the family meals that happened when I was a teenager and how a lot of times when we would sit down at dinner, it was filled with strife. And yes, mistakes were hashed over again and again. And uh, none of us really were all that hungry. We just wanted to get there, shovel the food in our face and get gone. 
And then there is one other verse that I just really want to point out because we live in this age. The Lord despises those who say that bad is good and good is bad. We have so many in our world today who say that God's Word is irrelevant. They mock God. They mock God's Word. They revile those who choose to believe God. And then they turn around and say all these things that God clearly has stated in the Bible that He finds to be detestable and an abomination— of His righteousness and His goodness, they're saying that we need to accept those and we need to embrace those and we need to teach them to our children. So yes, pray. If you're raising children in this age, pray very carefully about who is educating your children and what they are telling them. We live in a very frightful age. We live in an age that is very similar to what was going on during the Roman time where they were crucifying Christians. We're just not to that point yet, and we are still in the age and in the time of the brown shirts before World War II. And yes, these things are happening, and people are being labeled. And if you love God, and you speak of God's truth, then yes, you probably will endure prosecution, persecution, And God will make a way. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. If God calls you to that, He will show you how to walk it out. Because He loves you, and His plan is always good for you. And His peace and His joy supersedes anything that man can throw at us.